Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the benefits of staying at a Disney Deluxe Resort. I'm joined by our panel of experts this week, agent consultant Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hello. Chief Executive Officer of Dreams Unlimited Travel, Peter Werner. Hey, everybody. And back in the production facility, all by himself, Craig Williams, our producer. Yes. Save the best for alone. <laughs> Save the best for alone. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. Um, we're going to be talking about Disney Deluxe Resorts, as I mentioned in my intro. And one of the reasons why we're, we're doing this is because we often get from clients uh, and people who are looking to book a Walt Disney World vacation, where should I stay? That's possibly one of the biggest questions we get for a Walt Disney World trip. There's so many options, so many resorts. There's the options of staying on property and off Disney property. There's uh, multiple resorts at Disney. There's ones that are owned and operated by the Walt Disney Company and those that are not. So we're hoping to sort of break this down for you and make it a little bit easier for you to make a choice. And the only way we can do that really is to kind of do it in bite-sized chunks. There's just too much information for us to do one whole show on where to stay when coming to Walt Disney World. So that's why we've decided to go a little bit at a time. And our first one that we're going to work on is the Disney Deluxes. For a couple of reasons. One is because we always seem to start at the bottom. We always seem to start at value and work our way up. So we thought, Value resorts are not the bottom. They're not the bottom. The bottom of the price point. The lowest price, lowest point. price point. But I thought it'd be cool to start in the middle. It's almost the top because there's something beyond deluxes. But this is also tying into something that uh, Pete's doing with the Diz and the Diz Unplugged. So do you want to talk a little bit about that, Pete? Yeah. Basically, what uh, for those of you who watch the Diz Unplugged, you know that for the last few years we've been doing our Seven Resorts in Seven Days series. And they've been immensely popular. And you know everybody always asks, when are you doing that again? When are you doing that again? And uh, this year, I wanted to do something a little different. Um, we've reviewed the resorts. We've done the seven and sevens. We've done that stuff. I wanted to do something just different. And again, for those of you following the show, you know that myself, along with the rest of the podcast team, uh, we've been in the parks quite a bit uh, this year. Everybody's required to be in the parks at least one day a week now. And what we're finding is, you know, people just kind of getting back in touch with their their fan passion. So I thought, wouldn't it be cool just to do something different if we talked about our favorite resorts and our favorite deluxe resorts? Um, and because we're going to do the same thing in terms of focusing on all the resorts, but kind of doing them in bite-sized chunks. And uh, so... Uh, we are calling this event Live It Up a Level What We Love About the Disney Deluxe Resorts. And uh, for this first round of them, we're focusing on the Contemporary, the Polynesian, Animal Kingdom Lodge, and Beach Club. And then later in the year, we intend to do Wilderness Lodge, Yacht Club, Boardwalk, and I'm missing one. Whatever. Grand Floridian. Grand Floridian. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know which one you were missing. Isn't that awful? And uh, so we're going to be putting up a series of videos uh, in a different style than what you're used to seeing from us, as opposed to sitting around the table. Um, I interviewed every uh, all the members of the team. 
asked them what their favorite resorts were and why. And we turned a camera on and captured some great stuff. So um, that is going to be going up this week along with this show. And uh, we're excited about it. Something different. Just want to do something different. Focusing on the things that we love about about these resorts. We've spent 10 years picking apart and criticizing. Not to say there aren't, there isn't room for that. But we just wanted to focus on why we love some of these resorts. This really shows um, the great thing about our team, doesn't it? You know, you have the you have the Diz Unplug side, and, and these guys are all getting great content and always keeping everything up to date. And they're in the parks, and you have the agents who are on you know the rivers, reservations, and the you know the booking and the Disney and the client side of things. And it really just you know hearing you both talk really just makes me think we really have a complete team. We really do. We really do. Yeah. We really do, and a great team. And a great team. Great all team. Pretty. They are pretty. And well, this was summer. <laughs> this was a great uh, experience this week because it was about getting in touch with your fan side. It was about letting us sort of, you know, rem- have those memories of why we fell in love with Walt Disney World and the things we still love about it that you might not be reminded of all the time. So. Well, one of the things that one of the things that prompted me to do it again, as as you know, I've gotten back into the parks, um, and. You know, I'm walking around saying, yeah, I see this and I see that. And these are things that, you know, really concern me. But there's still something here. You know, there's still that passion for it. There's still that love for it. It's it's never about, oh, I don't like Disney anymore. Or I don't like the Magic Kingdom anymore. I love these places. There are things I think they can do to improve. And we always talk about that and we'll always continue to talk about that. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're fans. And there's a reason that we're doing this. Um, money wasn't the reason that we started doing all this. It was we just loved it, and it just kind of built on itself. And I wanted, you know, I'm watching the rest of the team start to focus on that as well. And so I thought, what a cool way, you know, to kind of do that and be creative. I've got such, you know, great creative team with Craig and Rhino, um, uh, with video. And so we wanted to try and, you know, just do a different format and do something, do something fun. It was great. All right. So let's get into it. Um, before we can actually talk about Disney Deluxe Resorts, I think we have to take a few minutes to uh, just talk about what we mean when we talk about resort categories. Um, we don't know that everybody's on the same page that we are. And sometimes we throw out words assuming that everybody knows what we're talking about. So just to let everybody know that when you talk about Disney Resorts, there are categories basically based on price. However, there are much more complicated levels to that, but the sort of uh the easy answer is that these are resort these are resorts that are lumped together based on their price. There are the value resorts, Disney's All-Star Resorts, Movies, Music, Sports, Disney's Art of Animation, Disney's Pop Century Resort. Then you have the moderates, more middle of the road, middle-priced resorts, Disney's Caribbean Beach, Disney's Coronado Springs, the cabins at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort, this falls into an interesting category that is pretty much probably should have its own show. Yes. When we talk about Fort Wilderness. Also one of my favorite places to stay, the cabins of Fort Wilderness. Disney's Port Orleans Resort Riverside, Disney's Port Orleans Resort French Quarter, and also, we sort of mentioned it, but the Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, and again, that deserves its own discussion. Deluxe Resorts, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, Disney's Beach Club Resort, 
Disney's Boardwalk Inn, Disney's Contemporary Resort, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, Disney's Wilderness Lodge, and Disney's Yacht Club. Then there's another category. These used to be called the Home Away from Home Resorts. Oh, that's right. They were. I yeah. forgot about that. And Disney's reclassified these as as Deluxe Villa Resorts. These are mostly the DVC properties, Animal Kingdom Lodge Villas, Bay Lake Tower at Disney's Contemporary Resort, Disney's board, uh, Disney's Boardwalk Villas, Disney's Beach Club Villas, the Villas at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, Treehouse Villas, Disney's Polynesian Villas and Bungalows, the Villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, and Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa. So again, you can see why it bene- it's beneficial for all of us to sort of approach this in little pieces when you hear that list it's like oh my I'm exhausted god reading there are a lot of resorts and there really is something for just about every budget and when you think about what disney's done in that each of these resorts has their own theme has their own characteristic has their own feel i think that's pretty impressive when you look at what disney's been able to accomplish with so many resorts you know not just putting up hotel rooms well it's something that i think disney really uh pioneered uh, the whole concept of these themed resorts uh, to the level that they've done them. Uh, you've got a lot of imitators out there now, but I don't think anybody that really can deliver the level of storytelling, because that really is what happens in these resorts they, This with these themes. It's a story being told, and no one does it better than Disney does. I agree. I, yeah, I agree 100%. as well. All right, so again, we have to talk about, start with what are the benefits of just staying at Disney, at a Walt Disney World-owned and operated resort before we actually get into the deluxes. Um, and one of the benefits actually starts way before you even arrive, and that's early uh, access to Disney's Fast Pass Plus planning. Like 60 days. 60 days in advance when you're staying on site. Um, I believe off-site guests are 30 days. Correct. Um, but 60 days in advance, so you do have access to those FastPass Plus earlier. Um, also with dining, um, you can book your dining at 180 days plus 10. So, you know, why you're, don't we you're just say checking. Why, why don't they just say 190 days? Because it's, I don't know. Because, because it's, it's your plus, check-in day right. <laughs> plus the next 10 days after that. So well, that 190 was- days would indicate... Like, you know, instead of September 20th, when your date is, it would say September 30th, but that's not the case. No. Doesn't that 10 extra days slide? No. Well, each day. So, for example, right. I have a... I mean. I have day, a, yeah. The second day of your slide? Right. I have a client I've been slide? booking dining for now for the last four days. Because... Because she's staying for 14 days. Because you can go 10 yep. days. So, I can go the 10 days out, and then oh, each see. day, you get access to another day. So, I've been booking her, and I just booked the last one this morning. You it know also, who you are. <laughs> it also goes back to a time when it was a set number of days. So you had a call Monday, Tuesday, right. Wednesday, Thursday, because that was your exact 180-day mark. This 180 days plus 10 has actually right. made it easier for people. And, and the bottom line is, you know, to get some of the more coveted reservations, <laughs> Be Our Guest Restaurant, for those, uh, by the time this goes up, it will be a reality. But as we're recording this, it's not yet... The Rivers of Light dining package oh at Animal Kingdom for the new nighttime show. Um, I've I've owned Disboards for going on 19 years now, um, and there are very few things that I have seen on the boards that rival the interest in this dining package. They are waiting for it to be open up. Like uh, obviously, by the time this show goes up, it will be open. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be the next impossible reservation yes. to get. So staying on property, having that extra, 
that 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 extra buffer in terms of being able to book these ADRs is critical. Well, there's not only a, a new show, which Animal Kingdom is lacking at night, a nighttime show, there's a new restaurant to go along with it. Uh, Tuppence, yes. Tuppence. Tuppence, yeah. But I'm one of those people. This, Mary Poppins. This, Mary Poppins, yeah. <laughs> this Rivers of Light show has brought me back to the boards three, four, five, six, seven times a day, seeing if there's any updates. Well, let me tell you. Because I'm a- trying to book it for, it's opening just a couple days before we come for our vacation next month. So I'm... I'm trying to book it myself, and it's like, wow. Well, Using the boards you know, we, as a resource. Yeah. We, um, we, we reference the boards every day in the daily fix that we do, uh, noon Eastern time, Monday through Friday, disunplug.com. Um, oh, no, it's not disunplug.com. WDWinfo.com slash daily fix. Um, and so every day, you know, we go look and see what's trending on the boards. And for the first time in all the years I've been looking at the analytics on the boards, we looking at the threads, every sing, uh, the, the top 10 threads for one day were all the Rivers of Light dining package thread. That has never happened before. Yeah, I believe um, it. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's really you excited to see it. I am. Oh, I really very, am. very, very oh, yeah. excited. And so, and again, we're talking about being fans. So, as a fan, to have something new and something so different, and I really like the Animal Kingdom. Um, so just the idea that this is really exciting, and it just happens to coincide with a trip that I've already had planned that is starting a couple of days you know, before that. So it's really exciting. I really can't wait. And especially when you consider that this is going to use a lot of the te- same technology that uh, is used for World of Color out in mm-hmm. Disney California Adventure in Disneyland. Um, this is probably going to be the must-see show. It's only going to help. So. It's, and it's, it's going to be limited to 5,000 people, which is something worth seeing is going to be. Yep. This is going to be a hard-to-get hard ticket, hard-to-get seat, and a hard-to-get uh, ADR for right. the – so that's, And if you wanted to travel during a time like free dining – you know, as agents, we've all been talking and saying how, you know, we've been doing dining has gotten better trying to book it in advance. I think, you know, having the credit card guarantee, there's different reasons. Um, but all of a sudden in September, we're having availability issues again because everybody's anticipating free dining may come. Well, it's also, they're going to be disappointed. Yeah. It's also, uh, you know, when there's new stuff. And there's something new everybody wants. Yes, well, I also think true. it's cool that you said they're using the same technology as World of Color. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm glad they didn't recreate World of Color. No, they wouldn't I'm have. glad that it's a new thing. Yeah. Yep. So, Pete, you predicting no free dining this year? I, um, and I, I do not have this from any credible source. Um, but uh, the rumor mill is ripe right now. Rife, I should say. Um, it's also ripe, but um, it's I'm not rife. Close enough to any of them. <laughs> it's rife right now with uh, people speculating that we've seen the end of free dining, and based on the things that I'm seeing, uh, Disney no longer needs to do it. And uh, free dining came about because they were trying to build up the slow seasons, and uh, there aren't any anymore. Um, yep, I so. Agree. I do not believe Disney needs to do it, I, and they're not going to give a discount. And, and honestly, if we if we really break it down over the last few years, free dining really hasn't been a bargain versus no. booking the resort room separately. And it depends. in some situations, free dining is still a deal for some people. In some but cases, but in a lot of cases now, um, a resort discount is often better for the majority. Yeah. And so I personally, I really think it's time, and I apologize to all my clients who are waiting for free dining. I love you all. I promise I want it for you, and I will work like a dog to get it for you. But 
That being said, I kind of think it's tired. I think it's become such a fever. It's so expected. And I just think it's time for something new. It's time for something different. And I think it's just time we retire that promotion. Disney's going to have to detox the community yes. from free dining. Yeah. And, you know, like with any detox, those first days are painful. Yeah. And uh, this is going to be no different. Right. But I, I really do think we've seen the end of free dining. All right. So moving on, let's talk about another um, perk for being a guest at a Walt Disney World Resort Hotel. And that's the complimentary Magic Bands. Um, who wants to talk about Magic Bands? Well, um, if you're an obsessive compulsive like me, um, you have all Magic Bands ever made in the history of Magic Bands. <laughs> so not just all the free ones. Oh, go get them. Not em. just all the colors. Well, I mean, what are they? Right what are, they are they $16.99, $12.99? I think they range. Don't they start around twelve ninety five and then go up from there depending on the And they have some really cool and, ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you but also you get them personalized. Right. Um, right. They print your name on the inside of it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. And Tracy's good. You have more to say? Yeah. It, and, you know, with, with the Magic Bands, I mean... It's your it's your room key and it's your charging privileges and you and they've started sending out those luggage tags that match your magic band. Oh really? I hadn't yeah. seen that. Really? So if you're doing a resort stay, you get this luggage tag that comes with your magic bands and the color matches what your band is. Really cool. I'm like through the second like I've got every color. I'm into now ordering seconds because they all still work, which is great. So I can bring seven magic bands and just whatever color I want to wear that day. You have to be able to up. coordinate. This is yeah. an accessory. People. And new purple magic bands. I was able to order okay, one of that, those. Other, okay. Yeah. The other thing that kind of blew up the site a few weeks ago was the announcement of purple yes. magic bands. I, I was doing the daily fix that day. I'm like, okay, really? I got to read this. Can I tell you what? I even like purple, but I was so excited because everybody <laughs> wants them. And I'm thinking, okay, one. I guess I must want it too. So yeah. I got one. <laughs> no matter what you think of some of the other stuff that happens when you book a resort stay, I think the magic bands are so popular. They are. People love them. People when, love using when them. When box arrives. It's very know, exciting. For yeah. those of us in the U.S., when the box arrives, the rest of you get it at the resort. Um, but when it arrives, it's just kind of, it's, it builds the anticipation. Sure. Um, you had said something to me once a while ago that I thought was funny was you always said, you always feel people feel bad for the people who just have the gray ones. I do. Because <laughs> no as, one told them in advance you right. can have different colors. As travel agents, um, a few of us joke about it. Uh, I was ordering for everybody and I forget who it was. It might've been Ben. Could have been Chris. One of them said, I want gray. Absolutely not. Because gray means I didn't do my job. <laughs> if you don't know to pre-order your bands when you're, when you're working with a travel agent, gray means you showed up and got whatever was the generic that they were giving you. Absolutely not. Gray is not an option. <laughs> um, another perk of being a Walt Disney World Resort guest is uh, you can participate in extra magic hours. Right. Want to talk a little bit about that? Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, extra magic hours. Extra magic hours matter. It matters. Um, I think it matters a little tiny bit less. Well, let's define with, it first. Yes. And that's uh, there's extra time at uh, one of the theme parks each day uh, for select attractions. It could be in the morning, it could be in the evening. These are announced ahead of time based on resort. So the resort guest gets a couple hours, let's say, at night. When I believe it's, yeah, it's yeah. one hour extra in the, morning, in the morning or three hours that's extra right. in the evening. Okay. Yep. And there's basically two rules of thumb. I think the best way to use extra magic hours, there's two clubs. The first club is get up early. Let's use the extra magic hours because in that first hour you can often get a lot done. So if you're planning your ADRs in advance, 
sometimes what I would suggest and what I do for my own family is we start our ADRs to start a little bit later in the day because I know I'm going to get there for extra magic hours and I know what I can get done in that first hour. So now I've saved my fast pass reservations for a little bit later in the day when it gets busy. Right. The second rule of thumb is the group of people who avoid the parks where there's extra magic hours and they go to the other park. It, the, so yeah. the other park... Uh, you know, another park where it doesn't have extra magic hours opens a little bit later. The the thought is that the crowds aren't as maybe as as big as that. So extra magic hours benefit in so many different ways that you don't even right, necessarily yeah. think about. What I what I always suggest to people is that if it's an early morning extra magic hour and you're not going to use it, stay away exactly. from that park. I would agree. Um, I I don't think I've ever used the early morning extra magic hour. The one I, I look forward to are yeah. The evening ones. And we're the opposite. We use the mornings quite a bit. And um, we find now... It's, well, you're Canadian. You do it's everything true. wrong. It's true. And another <laughs> benefit... Because we're used to being out, you know, going to the outhouse to go to the bathroom anyway. <laughs> right. So we're up. <laughs> um, but we find with the extra magic hours and with the, with the Fast Pass Plus especially, it's just we don't have to do them all in the morning anymore. You know, so we find being able to make our fast passes to arrive before you had to get there at eight o'clock, especially at the studios, because you had to do that stampede back to Toy Story in yeah. order to get your fast passes. So it's just the way the whole system works together has really just, you know, it's just it's enhanced the experience for us so much more. And there's also the people who say, you know what, I'm going to go back to my resort. I'm going to take a nap. Yep. And then I'm just going to go in for extra magic hours. Right. right. So I think that's great. That's too. the beauty of it. Another perk for being a Walt Disney World Resort guest is there's complimentary airport service. Um, your bags and your family members get picked up at the airport. Via Magical Express. Via yep. Magical Express. That's right. So Magical Express, um, we will arrange it in advance so that um, Magical Express knows when to expect you, your flight time and things like that. They will send luggage tags out for U.S. and Canadian guests as well. They'll send luggage tags out in advance so that you can put them on your bags. And as long as you arrive between certain hours, I believe it's after... 5 a.m. I believe or before 10 p.m. They have a luggage service that will pick you pick your bags up. If you're getting close to that 10 p.m. hour, like last night, for example, I arrived at 9:45. They announced on the plane already. If you used Magical Express, you need to go get your bags first because they're not picking. So it's just around that 9:30, 10 o'clock at night time. Right. You would get your bags and bring them on the bus with you. However, but, sorry, that could change. I actually picked my sister up from the airport last night as well, and. Uh, for Southwest customers, they were actually still pulling at 1030 just because of how crazy and hectic it was. Right. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, you they've been updating. I would say 10 o'clock is kind of the rule, but like every rule, there's exceptions. So the great thing about Magical Express is bringing you on property before you were paying to come. And, you know, it's a $65, $70 cab ride from yeah. the airport to property. So it is a savings for a family for sure. Absolutely. And then, you know, you've got your transportation in, you've got your... You know, and then there's also you know just the benefit of you know your luggage being brought to yes. your room. And the vacation kind of already starts. You get to the airport, and because I've heard that from a lot of people, I drive all the time. I'm in traffic all the time. I love that I can just let somebody else worry about it. So I don't have to be worrying about trying to drive and find my exit. And the kids are all excited about what they're seeing. We can all enjoy it now. You know, they play videos on the bus on the way in to start to prepare you for what's happening. So. I just want to point out this is only for Orlando International Airport. Yes, yes, so please. Yes. If you fly into a different airport, this will not yeah. happen. But still, most guests of Walt Disney World come through OIA. Right. Yeah. Um, another perk of being a Walt Disney World Resort guest is 
complimentary resort transportation, transportation from your resort to any of the parks, depending on where you're staying. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the deluxe resorts, but there's also free parking. Free parking at the theme parks. That's right. And free parking at your resort. And let's not underestimate the value, the value of that. Right. Because you're talking, what is what, it? $15 uh, 20, a day now, no, I think. Is it even 20, higher than that? 20, 20 wow. $20 a day for parking. And if you are not an annual pass holder, and if you are not staying at a Disney resort, that's what you pay. Um, so staying off-site, for example. Yep. You know, you really, if you're going to go to the theme parks, you've got to add $20 a day to I Can I tell you, with the transportation... We found, when we first started coming as an extended family with my parents and different things, we were staying off-site. We'd rent a villa. It was big accommodations. It worked for everybody. Um, But everybody had to come and leave at the same time. So we were all arriving in the morning. You were here all the way through to the fireworks. So there was not... It wasn't easy to leave to take a break. You know, by the time you got off, perhaps you're at the Magic Kingdom. By the time you got back to your car and then went, you know, drove away and came back, you're talking three or four hours to take a small right, break. Exactly. So once we were on site and we did it the first time with extended family and my parents and my sister, everybody could kind of come and go as they want. So when we were at the Magic Kingdom, the parents are done and they want to go for a rest. They just hop on a bus and go back. I don't have to worry about them. They can read. They can see the bus that says, you know, their resort name. Right. They get back to where they are. They can go back and rest. Everybody doesn't have to come and go at the same time anymore. It's also great for for people to sort of have, and kids to have sort of uh, anonymity, to sort of autonomy. I apologize. Anonymity. (laughs) I'm not telling you Isn't it sad that I knew exactly what you meant? Exactly. wrong word. God, you're here to interpret. You know, and look. Autonomy to do that, to say to them, listen, you can get on the monorail and you can go back to the resort. You can get on the ferry boat. You can go back to the resort. And, uh, you know, especially in terms of the the bus service, um, you're talking about, on average, I realize there are exceptions, but on average, you're talking about a bus running every 15 or 20 minutes. So you're never really waiting that long, um, and it may take you a while to get around, but it's still – they're nice buses. They're big buses. Air-conditioned. And, they're, and, yeah. it's- and again, you're not driving. So you know, if you have you – know, those of us who have driven around Disney property, it can be a maze sometimes. Well, especially right now with the construction exactly. going on. Right. And so you don't even have to worry about it. No. So for some people, that's part of the experience. You know, for others, they would rather drive, and it's great if you would. You've got the free parking to benefit with that. But the transportation is here, and uh, it's it's a definite plus for most people. Great. All right, so the final uh, resort perk I want to talk about just real quick is complimentary Wi-Fi. There's now complimentary Wi-Fi in all resort guest rooms. Mm-hmm. This is relatively new for us. This, you know, is something. Last few years. Yeah. Last few yeah. years. I mean, you used to have to go down to the lobby to get. Wi-Fi, so that's really nice that they've added the high-speed and Wi-Fi for depending, the guest rooms. It, it's kind of hit or miss. Um, I've had, uh, yeah, we were, you know, we were in the Contemporary. Uh, was it Monday? And public Wi-Fi. I was pulling. What was it? Uh, uh, it was thirty megs down and fifteen megs up, which for public Wi-Fi is really, really good. Uh, there's a lot of people that don't have that at home. Um, but then there are times where I feel like I'm dialing in AOL. Um, <laughs> so it's hit or miss. Uh, but generally speaking, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And it had to be with the advent of my Disney experience. They yeah. want everybody using the app to book their fast passes and their dining. And-, and that's a big advantage for people coming out of country who would have roaming fees and things like sure. that to use Internet. So having the free Wi-Fi is 
that's a huge that's a cost savings really and with some uh, apps out there now like whatsapp and all these uh, some other things like skype you can actually make free phone calls mm-hmm. using the wi-fi so that's, that's right. a plus too for those traveling around yeah. all right so let's move on to the perks of staying at a disney deluxe hotel um let's start with what i think is one of the biggest ones is that the deluxe, deluxe hotels tend to be for the most part closer to the theme parks Mm-hmm. And offer a transportation, a special transportation to the theme parks. So you want to talk a little bit about sure. different hotels, That's, different transportation? Um, yep. So, I, you know, there's the kind of different areas of clusters of deluxe resorts. So, like, for example, you know, around the Magic Kingdom, the Monorail resorts. Um, you know, you've got your Monorail to get you into the Magic Kingdom or also over to Epcot. You've got uh, ferry boats. You know, to get you across, and depending on where you are, like at the Contemporary, that's an easy walk to the Magic Kingdom. It's a five, ten you know, minute from walk. The Polynesian, depending on where you are, an easy walk over the Ticket and Transportation Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, some room locations you may be closer to there to how hop a bus to. There um, are also uh, shuttle boats from the Polynesian and the uh, Wilderness Grand Lodge. Floridian over to the Magic and Kingdom. Yeah, the Grand Floridian. Yep, the one of the as well. One of the cool things Pete did. The launches, that was the word for it. Pete did for this uh, upcoming event that we're going to have is he actually taped himself walking from the contemporary to the to the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, very easy walk. Yeah, and you if you're out over, of breath, you are sweating not, profusely. I walk not it anymore. I walk it. I've lost fifty pounds and I walk fourteen miles a day. I found so, so Pete's fifty pounds and I walked it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just it's an easy walk. And if I say it's an easy walk, it's an easy walk. Um, also around the boardwalk area, you know, over there, an easy walk into the. You know, the back entrance, I call it the back entrance of Epcot. Um, you've got the boat over to the studios from there. You can also walk, you, to, you the can also walk to the studios. Now, that I call a long walk. Maybe Pete doesn't anymore. No, that's a, lo- that's no, it's, a bit it's, of a it's walk. A long, it's a but, longer walk, but it's a nice walk. Yeah, but I know people who've done it, and I've done it once, just once, ever. <laughs> um, but that's possible, too. So for well, a lot of times, the benefit is transportation, but more so than that, I think, is location. Proximity. Location, location, location. Craig, you just did the walk from Hollywood Studios into Epcot a few weeks ago, and we did the uh, flowering uh, garden preview. Yeah. How long did that take? Uh, for me, it takes about 20 minutes, but I've got extraordinarily long legs. I'd say for the Freakishly average person, long, yeah. it takes 25 to 30 minutes. So. I would say more like 30 to 40 to all the way to Epcot. Well, it depends if you're you strolling. You two stand next to each other. Yeah, Let's exactly. do that. Strolling around, maybe, yeah. But yeah. if you're walking with purpose, right. like everyone should in life. So if you're then- strolling, <laughs> if you're strolling along, or you're or you're strolling thing, slowly, so you I can breathe when, and live. I love it when Craig gets judgy. Yeah. I do too. And one of the things you can do too is, you know, you can make it to one of the Epcot Resort hotels and hop on a boat. Absolutely. The rest but, of the way. But honestly, yeah. can I tell you the number of times? In my mind, I'm walking through a theme park going, walk with purpose, people. <laughs> walk like right, you got right, right. somewhere to be. Right, it's right. my way and you're yeah. in it. I also have the Boardwalk Resorts. Um, if you have a park hopper ticket, you can you know, go into that back entrance of Epcot, walk through and take the monorail over to the Magic Kingdom. So yeah. that option is there as well. Proximity to the park is not only about transportation. It's also about sometimes view. Right. You know, you stay at the Polynesian or you're staying at the Grand and you can see the Magic Kingdom, the of Contemporary. The, oh, yeah. The Contemporary, probably the best. You know, right. if you want the best view, best theme park view of any hotel pretty much anywhere, uh, the Contemporary, Tower Room, Magic Kingdom view, you can't beat it. Can't beat it. Right. My favorite room on property. 
Hands down, my favorite room, Magic Kingdom view. Well, another perk that a lot of people don't think of, uh, but especially for uh, families that have a lot of swimmers and stuff, uh, pretty much all deluxe rooms have a balcony, whereas uh, at the moderates and values, it's the motel-style setup. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, you're looking at railings and people passing you by, whereas at the deluxes, you actually – the window that you're looking out to get all those beautiful views, there's also a balcony there, which you can hang stuff to dry. Mm-hmm. Out I was wondering how chairs, we were going to tie the, the swimmers and the balconies in together. You can dive from the balcony. Unless you're at the dive. Animal Kingdom Lodge. Because let me tell you, we actually put something out there to dry. And uh, we Did got a call. We know we got a call. Um, you need to take your clothes off the balcony, Good. please. Good. Because it's not safe for the animals. Well, but. and it's also tacky. Well, there's that. <laughs> They but, have that. They yeah. have that little line in the in the yeah. in the shower. They were more worried can... about safety, but yes, you're right. It that is that little line as well. that you hang something on, and immediately everything goes whoo, right to the center. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Did you ever accidentally leave it up and then go take a shower and get garroted yeah. while you're showering? Yeah, I've done that from Psycho. It's like <laughs> blood's running down the drain. Wow. <laughs> wow, this one dark, Boy, dark, did, fast. Why did we get off topic? And and in addition to those views, if you stay at the boardwalk, you have an Epcot view. You can actually see the ball. You can see the fireworks from... <laughs> Are we after still all calling years, it the ball? <laughs> after all these years, he still calls it the ball. Well, what else is it? Spaceship, Spaceship Earth? Earth? Oh, it's the ball. It's always going to be the ball. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Big uh, silver ball. I mean, how often did we refer to the Mickey Sorcerer's hat? It was always the hat. Yeah. A little different. The hat sounds a little different than the ball. <laughs> That's like the Magic Kingdom. It's the crane. It's <laughs> a view of the crane. Which luckily is should be gone by the time this show oh. is up. Yeah, sure. Um, we talk about transportation. One of the, I think one of the coolest transportations is from the uh, Wilderness Lodge into the Magic Kingdom. Is the boat ride mm-hmm. that you take into the Magic Kingdom? I think that's really awesome. It's a great way to see parts of Disney from a perspective you would not normally see. Right. right. Agreed. Um, Another perk of a Disney Deluxe Resort is typically these have larger rooms than other Mm -hmm. hotels on Disney property. Especially if you're looking at the Contemporary or the Polynesian. Those are the two original Disney Resort hotels uh, built back in the day when hotel rooms were routinely 400, 450 square feet. Whereas now the standard seems to be about 325 to 350. And believe me, sometimes that extra 100 square feet, 75 square feet, makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that also, uh, talking about size of rooms, um, we should talk about occupancy. So the Animal Kingdom Lodge and the Wilderness Lodge will each sleep a maximum of four, whereas the other deluxe resorts will sleep five. Yeah. So important. So the other deluxe resorts may have you know two queens and a day bed or something to that effect. Um, Animal Kingdom Lodge and Wilderness Lodge are typically two queens. What is unique over there, though, they do have some rooms that are queen bed with a bunk bed. So you've got, um, well, you know, large, yeah. yeah. Those, those are cool so rooms. you have, you know, a boy and a girl, or you have two kids who don't want to share a bed. Um, you know, having that queen bed and the bunk bed is a nice touch as well. That was actually the resort that uh, once my sister and I got a little older, our parents always took us to Wilderness Lodge specifically because of the bunk beds because we didn't want to share the bed. And I swear, I was probably extended a foot two feet out over the top of the bunk bed, uh, but it still saved us from having to sleep together. And again, so. it's go to therapy. large. <laughs> Did you prefer the top or the bottom? <laughs> bunk. Top, baby. 
Oh my goodness. Well, why do you have to take? Why do you have to make it weird? I know. That's a legitimate no. question. He made it weird. He said, "Baby." That's what I said, "Why did he have to make it weird?" You're Craig's just asking. Out of his own resort, Ohlone. Yeah. Um, Ohlone. <laughs> um, also, these rooms are incredibly themed. Right. One of the things about any Walt Disney World resort is that they take the theming from the resort and bring it into the room. But I find that the deluxes they always go a step further with the theming of furniture. And there's a couple like lesser things as well that you may not consider. If you like, I I have favorites all across all the deluxe category or all of the resort categories. I've stayed all across just about everywhere now. And when you're staying in the deluxe, the amenities that they include are a little higher end. The quality of the linens a little bit higher end. Correct. Um, so there's Beds also are a little those, better. Right. Landscaping so also those, is uh, several steps higher. Yeah. It's just a more luxurious exactly. experience. That's exactly right. So there's just those. So there's the big tangible things, and then there's some of those little subtle things as well. Those little that, subtle things add up. They, they certainly add up. And they I notice really a big up. difference. Um, when I'm staying at a value, I don't take those toiletries home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. When I'm staying at the deluxe, those ones might I come see, home I, with now, me. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. Even even the H2O products that are in the value, they the are. H2O products it's still are H2O. Like, don't get me wrong, it's H2O. So it's still you know it's still a I way step above. Like I'm, of, yeah, plenty from the from the moderates. Um, but you you know your point's well taken. Yeah. That, the, yeah. the amenities are definitely... Yeah, you're just, you know, the linens, you know, the quality of the towels, just little subtle things. But again, they add up the furnishings. Um, and then the pool areas. I mean, the pool areas in the deluxe resorts, you know, they up the game again, you know, maybe more elaborate pool slides or, you know, they're adding different features to, you know, just again, exactly. just, uh, just uh, up the game. Well, up especially, the game. Um, you know, this, uh, sadly... Uh, my first time over at the Polynesian was this last week since they finished the pool area and all wow. that. Absolutely yeah. breathtaking. It really is. How, you know, right. for all the whining I did about that construction, seeing it done, I'm like, okay, that yeah. was really That's good. That's exactly true. In addition to the upgraded pool areas, these resorts offer sort of upgraded dining. Uh, at other resorts, you probably won't find sit-down restaurants. Yeah, you'll find some at the moderates, right, but, but they'll be a little values. bit more casual. They're also not going to be signature restaurants. That's right. So when you get into the deluxe, there are a lot more options as far on at different levels of dining, as well as because back to that proximity issue. You know, if if you're at the Boardwalk Resorts, not only do you have the luxury of eating at all of the Boardwalk restaurants and resorts, Epcot's just a quick walk away. So that's opened up a whole different world of resorts for you. Not only that, but most of the deluxes have room service also, in-room dining. Mm -hmm. Correct. That is true. That's a good point. And then speaking of a luxury and sort of upping it, the deluxe resorts also have concierge or club-level rooms, Mm -hmm. which is one of Pete's favorites. I've heard a rumor about club-level rooms. One day. (laughs) One day you might actually see one. I'll let you come up and see. One day people let me come and see his room. Um, Yeah, the... uh, and and to be to be honest, all concierge floors not are not created equal. Um, I will say this: that my favorite right now, my favorite concierge level is a contemporary. Um, the the lounge itself is very nice, very comfortable. Uh, so just so people understand, you're paying a premium of anywhere from one hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars a night extra for concierge. And the room is pretty much the same. In some cases, you might have a slightly larger room. But generally speaking, they're the same room as you're getting non-concierge. What you're paying for is the exclusivity of the lounge. Uh, throughout the day, there are, uh, you know, like in the morning, there'll be a continental breakfast. So you'll have 
pastries and muffins and cereal and things like that. Uh, rarely is there is there hot food at uh, at breakfast. Uh, you know, lunchtime there'll be some you know light sandwiches, finger foods, things like that. Dinner time you're going to have some hot appetizers and other snacks. You know, for dinner, and then in the evening they'll put out desserts and aperitifs. So you'll have some liqueur. Um, in addition to that, you always have uh, two concierge on staff through normal operating hours, which I want to say is like from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And they're there for whatever you need. And I'll tell you, yes, they can get those hard-to-get reservations that you didn't make six months in advance. Not all the time. It's not a guarantee. But the number of times I've gone up to a concierge and said, listen, can you get me in the cellier? Can you it's get nice me to have in? somebody else working for you, right? So it's yeah. that little, this, that, just that little fairy on your And on it your does, shoulder. I'm going to tell you something. It does yeah, matter calling people. when they call the podium, when they call the podium of a restaurant and say, it's so-and-so from right. contemporary concierge. I have a guest here. You know, yeah. that, you know, and you know what? For 150 to $300 a night, you should have that. And another benefit is the lounge itself. So maybe it's not necessarily the food offerings and the drink offerings, but sometimes it's nice to have another place to be. So you're not in your room sitting on a bed. You know, you've got this lounge where you can go. Maybe you want to do a little bit of work or you just want to check some emails or just relax. So it just gives you a, another place to be outside of your room. And especially if you're a wine drinker or a beer drinker, you know, throughout the day, you can go up to the concierge. You know, they'll usually put the beer and wine out in the evening. But if it's the afternoon and you want a beer, go up to the concierge. They're more than happy to get it for you. Yep. There's um, also soft drinks. Say, say, and soft drinks. drinks and, yeah, absolutely. And, if, and when you're paying 3 dollars or $4 for a soft drink in a park right. yeah. or at a hotel gift shop, that's – Or if you get the refillable mug and you think, I don't want to walk all the way to right. the food court to fill this up, it's great to have that option. Right. And for me, so. um, you know, at the especially at the contemporary uh, – not all I don't know why they have not made this consistent across all concierge floors. But you know, they offer the regular Disney coffee, but they also have the um oh I can't I um the the name's escaping me. It's not a Kerrig. It's Espresso? the Euro, it's the European version of a Kerrig. Uh it's got little pods you put in. It's I I Nescafe. I, you have my machine my old machine. The it's the Nespresso. Nespresso. I thought you said espresso. Oh, maybe I didn't. Um, <laughs> the end silent. When I and <laughs> so pretty much at any point in the day, you can go up and make yourself this absolutely breathtaking cup yeah. of coffee. And so you think about it, a family of four, depending on the extra cost per night. And sometimes these are included in some promotions. So depending on what the extra cost is, you start to think about the value. So now if our family of four can have breakfast before we head to the park now it's not yeah, if you're a not big breakfast, breakfast right if you're not big breakfast it's eaters going to get you through the day or what's the value of drinks throughout the day or mom and dad who like to have a glass of wine or a beer in the afternoon or the evening so when you start to add all those costs up you know you well, start you know, to part, see but I, say this to, I say this to people all the time if you're going to try and justify the cost of staying concierge based on what appetizers no. and right. wine nope. and thing you're you're never no. going to get there you're never going to get no. there. But justifying cost and value are two different things, too. Because there's value. Value, I think, in my opinion, includes a lot of intangibles. So it's convenient that this is here. It's convenient you know, to have and, this lounge. And for, you know, I'll, let's just say out loud what you know, an unspoken truth is. There's something fun about putting your key on the reader and being able to go to that floor. Um, right. 
It's a little, yeah, I can go here. I don't look behind those doors that no um, one else is allowed behind. And the service, the, the other reason that the contemporary concierge is my favorite right now is the level of service. These are seasoned, long-time cast members that are doing this. And they, every That's time I'm up for there. for old. They are, every time I'm up there, they are beyond good. Yeah. They are beyond good. So uh, contemporary is uh, my favorite. Polynesian is also a favorite, although mm-hmm. I found Polynesian to be hit or miss with the service. But the the food, the, the, the things that they offer in the evening at the Polynesian for Kevin food. had gummy, wor- gummy sharks. I $150 worth of gummy sharks every day. Well, <laughs> but they also the, – the hot appetizers yeah. tend to be – a couple levels up because they're getting their stuff from the Kona Cafe. Yeah. I know our um, friends, Frank and Kathy, they enjoy the concierge the level boardwalk. over at the boardwalk. And they've become friends with a lot of the staff there because it seems to have the, uh, a less amount of turnover as some of the other areas and departments. Well, last year, last year I had put my mom and her sisters, my two aunts, uh, up at the boardwalk and concierge for a few days. And the that staff just... Yeah. Fell over themselves yep. from my mom and her right. sisters, and well, the three they, of them are so sweet. I can't really imagine are. them going anywhere. But and still, not have them not be loved. They could. They they wanted for nothing. They That's sat awesome. in that lounge. They didn't have to get up and do anything. Yep. They brought. Would you like me to bring you this? Would you right. like me to bring you that? You know, and right. you know, especially to me. Looking at that, saying, "Okay, you know, is that worth an extra two fifty right. a night?" Yeah, and for try me to it put is. a dollar value on that, right? And I realize so this comes back to value for me, right? Exactly, yep. exactly. That's one of those intangibles, and I realize that for you know, that's not an option for everybody. That right. you know, absolutely. But if it is an option for you, if that is yeah. something within your within your means. I highly recommend it. Now, I'm going to do the counterpoint for just a second. John and I have stayed concierge. I don't see the value for us. I, it's just not one of those things. It's usually out of the way from where I'm staying and where I'm going in the traffic pattern. I have to make a point of getting to the concierge lounge. I find that for me, that's not worth it. I like the deluxe hotel. I love the comfort. But I would be one of those people who tell you that I don't see the value in yeah. it. On more than one occasion, our, you need a, a room that has a certain uh, no-barrier shou- uh, shower right. where it doesn't have a tub. Those rooms were further away from the concierge lounge, and we would just say it's not worth it to go right. there. But I tease, I joke. We've stayed club level a couple times at Disney. And uh, the times that we did it, I found at the end of it that we got the value out of it. More so because um, – and I think this kind of goes back to – who and why book who books deluxe and why and it's kind of because it depends on the purpose of the trip some of our trips are very park intensive and we choose our resort based on that but some of our trips are are much more relaxing whereas maybe we're only going to the parks three or four hours a day so the resort becomes way more important well i think that's true no matter what product you buy that's right people will say you know i go on a disney cruise line and the only time i go in my room is to shut the door and go to sleep right and that's you know that's exactly true. that's the same as with a hotel if you're going to be out of the room at the crack of dawn and not back until you're ready to pass out the amenities in your hotel room are probably not as important we also talk about um People are at different stages in their lives, mm-hmm. monetarily, but That's also right. um, family or socially. Yep. So what fits your style the best? For some people, they've reached the level where a concierge-level room or staying at a deluxe is appropriate for their price, but also for how they want to travel exactly. and how they want to experience Walt Disney World. We're at a point in our lives where we usually travel with friends, so there's other people. And I find having a place to invite people in to sit down 
is important. So I, the, you're right. At a different stage in your life, you know, there was a stage in my life when we all could have gone out and sat by the pool and, you know, been happy till three o'clock in the morning. I just think you reach different points in your life. Before we wrap up, I think let's do a real quick around the table and let's talk about our favorite deluxe resort and why we like them. I'm going to start with Tracy. I th- the Boardwalk Resorts are my favorite deluxe. Um, and I think if I had to rank them, it would be Yacht, Beach, and Boardwalk is the order I would rank them. Interesting. In. Yacht. Yeah, just something I... Now, it might change. Beach Club has undergone a lot of refurbishments and stuff, so that those beach two may change. But, the, you know, just because the last time I stayed at the Beach Club, they hadn't been refurbished yet. But either the Yacht or Beach Club, they're very interchangeable. I love... First of all, I love being on the boardwalk. I love that it's an easy walk to Epcot. And I find, based on our life stage, we spend a lot more time now at Epcot in the studios than we do the Magic Kingdom. So being in that area is more convenient for us. We like having access to the restaurants. And I love the boardwalk as another place to, quote, be. So maybe I don't want to be in a park and I don't want to sit in my room. But I can be on the boardwalk. I can go out and sit on a bench and enjoy what's happening out there. Different entertainment. Right. There's entertainment. There might be, you know, street performers. There could be carnival games happening. Or maybe nothing. I'm just people watching. But it just gives me another place to be. And sometimes I go with my parents who don't necessarily go into the parks. But we can stand on the boardwalk and watch the fireworks at Right. You know, at Epcot. And they can see Canada. So the, yeah, they can see Canada. <laughs> That's right. From Epcot. Um, so the boardwalk area. Yacht Beach Boardwalk is mine. Awesome. Kevin, how about you? I have a nostalgia for the contemporary. I, you know, I discussed this more in our segments coming up, but I have a real nostalgia for the contemporary. So I would have to say that's my favorite. However, as far as theming, I love the Wilderness Lodge. The Wilderness Lodge actually takes me someplace else. Mm-hmm. I can't see Florida inside yeah. the Wilderness Lodge or even out back. Yeah, that's true. And I guess if you're theming Animal Kingdom Lodge, would be mine. Staying in Animal Kingdom Lodge, Savannah View Room, is just cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, I, just I also, cool. just to be honest, it's very rare that I stay in a Disneyland or Disney World hotel anymore. I live close enough that I can be home within a half hour. And, you know, everything I own is home. So We appreciate the resorts for, as a local. And as a local, right. there's, there's what is the theme of the resort that you can see when you come right. to the lobby. I guess that's there's more what I There's restaurants about. that are available to right. you. So I think that's how we appreciate resorts more, less about the rooms and right. more about – And when what, I was talking about uh, concierge rooms, I, we stayed at the Grand Californian and had a concierge room. And I found that we p- didn't use it nearly as much except as – Except to grab cr- Uncrustables. Those little brown oh, peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah, yeah I could survive on those. Um, All right. Let's, Again, done. we digressed. That's right. Craig, I'm going to come back to you. What about you in a deluxe resort? Uh, I First off, uh, Wilderness Lodge. Just ditto all of Kevin's uh, feelings on it. Just It's the only resort for me, and I'll, I'll uh, exclude Animal Kingdom Lodge for it. It's the only resort to me that's a deluxe that makes you feel like you're not at Disney World. Uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge, for some reason, I still feel like I'm in Disney World. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because Sorry, of the incorrect. proximity to <laughs> Animal that. Kingdom. I really or, understand that. Yeah, yes. it's just something about it. It feels like the only one. Uh, but I also, I, I love Yacht. It feels so elegant, but also not overly stuffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just makes me relax every time I step foot in there and the contemporary uh, again just not the nostalgia part but uh, Kevin talking about you walk in everything's right there great restaurants uh, great 
great shopping. Just so entertaining watching the monorail pass through. A lot of good stuff. I also think the contemporary has something else going for it. I think if your aesthetic is clean lines without a lot of decoration, I find the contemporary very soothing. Yeah. It's very open. It's very minimally minimalistly decorated. I, I find that it meets your aesthetic. Right. For sure. For sure. Pete, how about you? Um, right now, because uh, it changes, but yes. uh, right now I, I say that it's the contemporary. Uh, I've had, uh, I, I wasn't always a fan of that resort, but over the last, I want to say the last five years, um, I've had so many experiences there that have turned me around on it and it's proximity to the magic kingdom, the ability to walk to the magic kingdom from there. Uh, cause that, that is, you know, again, this changes too. magic kingdom is right now my favorite park. Mm-hmm. It's where I just seem to be connecting. Right. Um, so being able to walk to the Magic Kingdom, um, the California Grill is there, which for me is my favorite restaurant on property right now. And uh, I think that just I don't know. There's the 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 the, the Grand Ca- oh, the, the the concourse. I don't think they call it the Grand Canyon concourse anymore. I wish they did. Um, the concourse I think is fantastic. I really love the shop, the 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 resort shop in in Bay- there. Bayview Gifts. Bayview Gifts. And they've got some really, really great logo merchandise in there. Which you don't find at all the resorts anymore, unfortunately. Uh, I could go on and on. Um, but, th- yeah, uh, Theme Park View. Theme Park View at the Contemporary. I just can't. I have, for my money, I can't be it. I just want to touch on the – you were talking about and the I merchandise. Just, I'm sorry. Just, just to point out, I literally have – DisneyTravelAgents.com up right now, and I am looking at pricing <laughs> on the contemporary talking about this. I just found uh, um, I'm a huge fan of It's a Small World. I realize this has nothing to do with the conversation, but you were talking about merchandise. I found some cool It's a Small World merchandise for the first time in a long time. In a blanket? In baby gifts. Yeah. Okay. I found a throw, and there were some other things. I thought that was very exciting. Uh, mine is Animal Kingdom Lodge. I talk about this uh, in our breakout segments uh, as part of the Diz Unplugged. But I also want to say beyond the Animal Kingdom Lodge, I think I have affinity for the resorts that have those big open lobbies. Mm-hmm. I love Wilderness Lodge. Um, I love Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I also love Grand Californian and Alani. And as I think about it, I think it's all because they have that same feel when you that walk big in. Big soaring space. Yeah, big yeah. open, big dark woods, things like that. So excellent. Um, I want to wrap up with talking real quick. We talked about the fact that the deluxe resorts are some of the most exen- expensive rooms on Disney property. Um, there's no getting around it. It's just the way they are. However, I do want to point out that we have something that's kind of unprecedented happening at the moment in that we have a summer discount at the deluxe resorts that's unlike anything we've seen before. Um, and it is up to 30% off um, based on the, the deluxe resort that you choose, Boardwalk Villas, Old Key West, um, Saratoga, and these are not deluxe, Animal Kingdom Lodge, Boardwalk Inn, Grand Floridian Wilderness Lodge Yacht Club, up to 30% off for travel June 12th through August 25th, 2016. Must be booked by June 10th, 2016 and again not something we've seen in the past this deep of a discount over the most popular summer months and i know that our agents are able to actually find these discounts at other resorts as well able to find guests and our clients enough of a discount that they can upgrade 
from, say, a moderate resort to a deluxe resort for either the same amount or even less. And I know, Tracy, you've had some success with some of your clients. Yeah, some success getting – the upgrades haven't come in less, but they've come in very comparable. So some people maybe are getting – um, you know, getting into an, uh, one of the entry level deluxes, I call them Animal Kingdom Lodge or Wilderness Lodge, for what their original price was or close to it at a moderate. So, so there's some discounts out there. I know I had a couple clients who saved. I had one client in particular I'm thinking of who saved over two thousand dollars at wow. his rooms at Grand Floridian. Wow! So, and he books with me, you know, every year. And so, I always tell my clients, book when you're ready, book at what you're comfortable with. But then I'm going to work hard for you for a discount. And so when they get released that morning, we're on it. And we're, you know, we're calling and we're checking online and we're doing everything we can. And if we can't get you a discount at your resort we're staying, you're staying at, we'll often recommend for you, you know, this is where I can get a discount and we'll look at moving. But I've had a couple, I think... Overall, my clients saved over $6,000 with this last That's release. Awesome. Wow. And similar savings for all of our agents, fine for their clients, uh, working hard for you. Uh, this is called the Awaken Summer Discount or Awaken Summer uh, Promotion. Can we also say that the Awaken Summer Promotion comes with special magic bands? I was just going to mention. Oh, okay. See, we're like in sync. We are in sync. Crazy. <laughs> Look, Sunny and Cher. <laughs> I'm Cher. Yeah. <laughs> I call Cher. Clearly. Everyone in the room knew that. Clearly. <laughs> Um, but with these, she's taller. <laughs> with these special uh, magic bands, they're you know they're opening and you know there's some different things that they'll do throughout the parks and there'll be little surprises with them. So these are, are exclusive to these special packages and being a, booked. Awaken Summer refers to the Force Awakens and also to the fact that there is other stuff going on at Walt Disney World for in conjunction with Star Wars. So they are Star Wars themed magic bands and they do other cool stuff. I would wear a magic band more often if I could have a taser attached to mine. You know those people who walk hand in hand across the, the walkway? There's five of them and they're all holding hands. I think that's a great way to end our segment yeah. on staying at Walt Disney World Resorts. <laughs> Teasering our guests. Um, well, not ours. Others. All right. Each week, we like to end our show with what we're calling our Agent Spotlight, where we highlight one of our uh, Dreams Unlimited travel agents who either can't come to the studio or uh, may not be here for a while. We want to make sure that they get some love and attention as well. This week is Joy Furson. Joy is actually one of our newest agents, uh, added very recently. Joy currently lives in Dallas, Texas, but used to live in Orlando, just just outside of Walt Disney World. And she used to visit the theme parks almost every day. Prior to living in Orlando, she and her family would travel to Disney World about six times a year and plans to once again visit on a regular basis. Joy grew up in Orange County, uh, California, in the shadow of the Matterhorn and went to Disneyland almost every day. It's a good thing Joy has a job now. I know. <laughs> she can't go to Disney every <laughs> this day. This is why Joy has a job, so she can afford to go to Probably. Disney every day. Uh, she tries to travel back to Disneyland about twice a year with her family, and she feels lucky to have lived near both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Joy's got lots of free time, huh? In addition to the Disney parks, Joy and her family love to cruise. She's been on nine Disney cruises, two Royal Caribbean cruises, two Carnival, and one Princess cruise. Joy specializes in Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, and other cruise vacations. You can reach Joy at joy, J-O-Y, at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Joy, J-O-Y. What did I say? At dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. J-O-I. Did I say J-O-I? In my world, the N silent and the Y is pronounced like an I. 
And that'll do it for this episode. I thank you guys very much for participating. I think this is a great conversation. We hope we've uh, whet your appetite for staying at a Disney Deluxe Resort. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. We hope you have a great week, and I hope you have a great vacation. <laughs>